It's Black Shirt Thursday. Yes. Of course. I wore my we sweatshirt the last two weeks, so I had to uh, true. Yeah, break break, break the, that streak. End the streak. It's over. No more sweatshirts. Uh, is that because you've been cold plunging and you're 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 ready? You're you no figured out that you Zach are the cold plunger. I did it today. How long? Thirty-seven degrees, three minutes. And that was a hard three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is what's interesting about it. like the first when you first get in, it's it actually seems a little. You just got to commit, right? You just gotta you just kind of like hover and commit. Is that commit the deal? and then don't move. But my hands are always cold, regardless of whether yeah. I'm in this thing or not. So that's always hard. I just learned. I just have like this plastic one. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like uh, I don't even know how to describe it. But like, it fills up with water. It's probably I don't know seventy gallons of water, and it's so cold out. Not that it's really that cold out, but it, it just freezes itself at this point or it gets to thirty seven degrees. You got a little hammer um, to uh, break the ice. Open no, I have not seen ice yet, but I'm in, I'm, uh. I'm hoping that we get there one day so I can do that. But now I've learned that there's some of these really expensive ones. There's ones that are like five grand. They have water that constantly is cycling through, like while you're doing it, mm -hmm. and that's like the worst thing in this is like when you move a little, the water moves. So then you're mm. kind of re. It's kind of like the water in the ocean. Right, it's cycling right. through. So they have like these. So imagine when your jets are on your hot tub. Yeah. It's kind of like that. But yeah. Um, it's how, it's how long have you been? How long have you been cold plunging? Months? Almost two months. Two months. I think it works. I think from a recovery perspective, I've come to the conclusion it works hmm. because usually I'd be a little sore longer than I am. So that's. That's been good. That's why I've been telling you you should go do it. Yeah. Like, and I know you don't yeah. like the cold. You lived in Buffalo, but I think it would be good for you to do to do something like that. But you're like, no, I don't want to. I got my hot tub, and we're good. Yeah, I'm a baby. I don't know, but I, that's why I ask. I guess if you just commit, you do, yeah, then just, you just go. That's why I stopped. Like the hardest part for me when I was uh, swimming um was just just even getting in in the pool to swim yeah it's just i'm just a baby but. okay but even like even in high school <laughs> when we had to get to the pool at five o'clock in the morning which yeah. has got to be the only high school sport that makes you go that, that swim or early, do thing beforehand early right? rising sport yeah is cross country early or no it's after school uh, it's after it's after school, but in the uh, in the when they do their training in the summer, that's early, early, early mornings for them. But that's too. not with coaches, or is with coaches? It is with coaches, yeah. Okay. Well, the summer summer is different because it's warm. There's nothing like being in the middle of the freaking winter, having to go swim, and then in a right. pool. Now the pool is heated, so people yeah. are like, "Oh, that's great." No, you still it still sucks. It does. I digress. Christina, do you swim? Do you um, do any of these crazy things? It's funny you said that because I do cold plunge. I use it for my recovery. We can get into all this, but I've been like chomping at the bit to join because I do I do cold plunge. Um, and I started like, I think six months ago for, yeah. Um, yeah, recovery from chronic pain and then mental health and like all the things. And part of what my company does is we do cold plunge events at my house. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. People pay in to like come be tortured. It's wild. Is it uh, is is the goal just to do it every day, or is the goal to build up a certain amount of time? So, the stats say eleven minutes yeah. of. You have to do eleven minutes of 
I don't know. I always forget what the it word is. Basically, cumulative, right? Like it doesn't yeah. have to be a I minute, mean, eleven minutes straight. A week, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's wild. Like today, three minutes. I don't know that I was going much more. Right, right. <laughs> and it's so weird like that. It's every days are different. You know, depending on your stress level, your tire, all the things. Uh, I will say I also, so I cold plunge at a place called Hale House. And so I do. I've like, heard of this. It's so cool. So you do 20 minute sauna, two to three minute um, cold plunge, and you do it for two rounds. Um, that's been incredible. I, I, I wish I knew the science. I don't know the science and why it's better to do a sauna and a cold plunge. They say it is. It's very nice though. It's cool. Um, you do have to end on a cold plunge, which is not fun. You want to like to get the most benefits, but. Hmm. Yeah, and you can't take. I think I told you this time. You can't take a shower like right afterward. Yeah, you need to naturally warm back up. Somehow yeah, that works. Uh -huh. um, so, is, so very, that that warming process is that um, uncomfortable? It's not as no, bad no, no, as no. the actual cold plunge. I mean, I will say. So, I started doing it like with like a little tub in my backyard, just filling it with ice from Seven Eleven and water from my bathtub. You know, and then progressed to Hale House, which is a place you pay a subscription in Chesapeake. And now I cold plunge in the ocean with a group called NFK Cold Plunge. And we go every Sunday and we jump into the ocean <laughs> in Ocean View. And there's like But the water's not that cold right now in the in the ocean. It's like it, high 40s I've seen. Yeah, it doesn't get down to like the 30s, but it's so cold. It's cold. It's cold. It is cold. It's um yeah the longest or the, the worst I've done is 32 degrees for two minutes. Oh. And that was yeah. Whew. But there are days where you're like sitting in there, it's like 40 degrees in 10 minutes. And you're like, all right, this is easy. It is weird right. how some days it's easier than others. I yep. don't understand it. Mm. Um, I've been interested in this stuff for a, a few years. Um, my wife bought me one of these things for our anniversary. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to try this. And yeah, I think it works. I do. I think it, um, at least from the recovery, there's some other stuff apparently that it does. I don't know that I've seen that personally. Yeah, and I don't know how to track some of that stuff because they they like uh, you know mind awareness is supposed to get better and stuff like yeah. that. I don't know if I believe that, but I definitely think it's helping with recovery. Yeah, people, and it's cool. I mean, if you talk to different people for different reasons, I, a lot of people come for many different reasons, right? I I had some chronic back pain issues, so I was trying to holistically manage that. A lot of people in a recovery from addiction use it because you do get like a hot. Some people get like a high afterwards that feels really good. Mm. Um, you know, last like 20, 30 minutes, you know, I, there's, it's really cool to hear people's stories. Lots of different things bring people to cold plunging. Yet another topic. I cannot add anything to the conversation. <laughs> it's okay. I don't, you, you could, Tim, you could spend a hundred bucks. You could buy one of these things. You could blow it up in your backyard and you could do it. Then you can get in the hot tub afterwards and you can there do that go. for two rounds and you'll be fine. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Nope, don't want to do it. I'm well, not. I don't, gosh, I'm just thinking like, like going, uh, so do you, you go cold, hot, no, no, you go hot, cold, hot, hot cold. cold, hot, cold. Yeah. That, that going hot to, uh, they, then when you go hot to cold, I think, well, I think it's just all gotta be brutal, but I think it'll almost it burn, burn when you go from hot to mm. cold on that second set. You're, it's not as bad as you think. And I'm telling you, mm. I'm sure you, I can speak to this, your tolerance, just your, the body is amazing. You build your tolerance if, if wow. you're consistent. And it really only takes 11 minutes a week, you know, 10 to 11 minutes, whatever, like that. Kind of, but, yeah, so yeah. a couple three-minute sessions. Yeah. But what I'm trying to do this thing. I have not done this one day yet, but I've wrote down, like, this new routine that I want to do. And I just haven't, I just haven't had the courage to do it yet. 
Yeah. Uh, basically, <laughs> wake up. Zach. I'm just letting the world know I'm terrified to do this. Like, I've been thinking about this for a few days. Um, wake up, drink uh, some, like, electrolyte water to replenish. Then immediately get into the ice bath for three minutes, no matter, like, literally within seconds of waking up. Oh, man. I have done that within, like, 10, 15 minutes of waking up, and I find that that is the absolute worst because your body is still yeah. freezing, I think, or maybe it's really I – don't, I don't know where it is, but getting in that thing immediately – is the absolute worst way to start a day. Maybe people <laughs> what, would say it's the what, best way. It, it's so, so much worse, I feel like, rather than... What, what, when is the optimal worse. time to do it? That's a good question. There, sure. There's no data. They say whenever it's... it's oh, is that... Oh, okay. Yeah. The yeah. only thing they say is don't, after strength training, don't get in an ice bath mm -hmm. because that is supposed to hinder the growth of what you just worked on. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. But... Zach, do yeah. you do it? Do you do it by yourself, or do you do it, like as a person around you, or what do you find works for you? Uh, my dog, one of my dogs, comes around and she, oh. she's like, "Oh, hello! Wait, here you are again." <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. Um, when my wife has done it, I'll be out there with her, right? And I'll just like help her. She yep. she's tough. Like she she's done some long segments, and I'm like, "Damn, like yeah. it's impressive." <laughs> yeah, I do, but I don't. It's easier when you have someone there. She that's says. what I was going to, that's how I feel. I do. I have a friend that goes with me to Hale House. And then when I'm with a bunch of people at the Norfolk Cold Plunge, you're just talking. It's, I don't know, you're, maybe your mind's not on it, but I find it. And then when I go to like do it myself, I'm like, oh my God, I'm lasting less than a minute. You know, <sighs> I literally <laughs> stare at my back wall. Yeah. My house. I mean, I, I remember it like thinking back. It like remember like the uh, the ice bucket challenge back for ALS. Oh, it took me forever to to commit to doing that because uh, I'm so. You know, I did that out of a trash can. Were you there that day for that, Tim? No. Awesome. You never seen this video? I don't. I mean, this is we, we're going back a lot of years. Um, we got like a hundred gallon trash can, filled it with water and ice, and then Eric and Jeremy flipped it over on me. I mean, we're talking about like a huge hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of weight. <laughs> oh my god! Here, the only here's the last thing we'll say about this: cold showers are harder than uh, than getting in the ice bath, I believe, because of that trickle effect of where it's hitting you on the body. Right. I don't know. If, I don't know if you agree. I think I told you that. Yeah, too. no, for sure. But, I can um, see that. Mm. The the shower is harder to go longer. I feel like um, yes, because it's, it's your whole body. It's constantly hitting you. Yeah, it's weird. So Christina, I don't, I don't know you. We met, uh, I don't know, seventeen minutes ago. Yes, uh, I've heard, uh, I've heard some people talk about you a little bit, and cool. uh, so we're excited for this. Um, yeah, thank you. What do I need to know about you? Yeah, like, yeah. What's your? Tell us your story. Yeah, for what sure. Bring, what brings you here today? Yeah, for no. sure. So I do know Tim. I part, of, I did part of like did the micro pitch, but thank you, you know, for doing that for mm -hmm. our, the entrepreneur community because it's always it's intimidating to do a pitch contest, but it's so good for you as an entrepreneur. But my name is Christina Kimbrough, and I'm the founder of Free Life LLC. So um, to take you back, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, we talked a little bit about it, but my husband is active duty Navy. So we've been in Hampton Roads for eight years, which is wild. It's gone really fast. Um, but during that time, I struggled with an addiction to alcohol. Um, my drinking really took off as a military spouse. Um, and I hit a breaking point in my marriage, in my life, like four years ago. Um, I had stayed out all night drinking. I don't even know how I got home that kind of night. And my husband, the love of my life was like, you know, you've got to stop, like, or I'm leaving you. I don't, you need help. 
Um, and you know, it was a wake up call to me at this moment mm. because yeah, because at you know, at some point I was just doing my thing. I didn't realize how much I was hurting the people around me. So I went and got sober and um, I moved home to Cleveland, Ohio to move in with a family member, kind of just, you know, take a break from work, take a break from everything. What's wild about my sober story is that I got uh, sober at the height of the pandemic. So, well, beginning of it, February 4th, 2020 is my sober date. Yeah. So that was a wild experience. Um, I went to intensive outpatient, which is group therapy for um, people trying to get sober. And I remember my last day, they're like, I think we need to social distance. There's this thing called COVID, you know, like in hindsight, it's weird to think about. Um, they're like, well, it'll pass. And so my, you know, I got out and then I moved back here. And what I found was I was extremely alone and lonely because I had a lot of friends from my drinking days. And so it was really hard to find friends and it was really hard to like find anything to do out that didn't involve alcohol because we live in a culture inundated with it. Um, and so I really like um, almost a year ago, just started with some friends, coffee meetups, uh, just like Cafe Stella was the first meetup that some friends of mine hosted. We got together and just were like, hey, we're sober. We don't drink like we're looking for other people to connect with. And then it kind of it grew from there, um, you know, across platforms. I think we have like 400 people and meet up the meetup app and organically people were just joining. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what would it look like to serve the community better and do a variety of events? I'm curious, uh, like when you were when you first I guess when you're in your heyday, so to speak, was there certain things? Was it was when your husband was deployed or was there, I mean, like, was there certain things that triggered or was it like, hey, this is fun. We're, we're going to go out and make party tonight. Yeah, that's a and great then, question. I think it started that way. It started as fun. Um, you know, as you do, I'm 35 now, but, you know, I started drinking heavily around 24, 25, just socially. Um, and then unfortunately for me, it started to mirror an addiction, right? Where it was, I wasn't chemically dependent. I wasn't shaking when I woke up, but it was starting to get to the point where it was, you know, every day and there was never, I didn't need a reason. I didn't even need a trigger. It was just mm. a daily habit at that point. And then I guess the, the second part of that question would be, now that you're sober, have you noticed any trigger points at all that are that that make you want to you know like that that the the quiet voice in your head that whispers in your ear? Do you experience that? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I'll be four years in February, but there are moments that are really hard. And a lot of why Free Life was born um, was because I don't fit into the traditional means, and a lot of people are finding themselves not fitting into traditional means of recovery. Um, so maybe like a 12 step or even, you know, that kind of thing. But they're all good. And I tell people, we have people that come from AA or 12 step. And I say, I'm, that's fine if that worked for you, but there's a lot of us that it didn't resonate with. And so where do we go? Um, and, you know, rehabs are telling us that's the only choices that we really have and we need, so we need support. Um, and so, yeah, I created it. Cause I was like, you know, they say, if you don't see it, build it. And so I needed to find people, um, that could support me through this and through creating this community, it's helped me stay sober. It's interesting. I was reading a book. I don't know. I, I wasn't reading it. I was listening. I was listening to it. What were you saying to him? No, I just wonder if we're here. We're going with this, uh, the, but keep going. Cause oh, I, I, I was okay. going to read, so, I was going to read through a book. And I'll, I'll go after you. Okay. So I was reading a book and they mentioned AA yeah. and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Or I saw it somewhere. Something happened. I, I wasn't reading and I was listening to it. That's what I was going to say. And I was like, I, that's interesting. I wonder like what the 12 steps are. So like I went and um, I went online and I kept seeing the same things. And I was like, but this can't be it. Cause it basically 
was like six of the 12 things were religious based. And I was, I was actually shocked by that. Cause I was like, this has gotta be like a, a faith-based 12 step, not the actual AA. It was. And so I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Cause I just, I don't, had never looked at it before. And so I, that was, that was shocking to me that that was there. So if, if I understand what you said, the 12 step AA wasn't for you. Correct. Maybe because of those reasons. Yeah. And that was why you had to find your own way to start free life yeah. and, and do your own thing. Yeah, that's Got absolutely it. correct. And again, like I don't, I know it works for people. It's an hundred or something year old organization. Um, but the thing is culture changes and it hasn't really changed. And also, yes, the, the God piece is very much so part of it. And if you don't believe in God or it doesn't resonate with you, um, where do you go? You know? And so that's been a lot of the impetus and question. And then the other piece of free life is like, when I got out of intensive outpatient, the thing that they tell you is change your people, places, and things go don't. And I'm like, okay, so what options does that leave me with? Right, like, right. there weren't really any practical things. I'm like, I'm 31. Um, and it's just, age doesn't matter. We should be able to live our lives despite of having alcohol. And so I'm, I always say I'm not anti-alcohol. I know it's always going to be there. That's not it. But what I am is can we have a more inclusive space for people, um, you know, and provide options. What book yeah, were you going to mention, Tim? No, I, I, and yeah, and I can't remember what book it is for the life of me right now, but it was just, it was talking about the addiction that uh, the soldiers faced during Vietnam. And oh, yeah. with that, they, Cadillac. they, Sorry. The longer that they were there, you know, they they couldn't break that addiction. But as soon as they returned yeah. home and they were in the different environment, then they never because thought they about to. doing. Yeah. Well, that you yeah. Drive by Seven Eleven every day. It's it's yeah. routine to go into the Seven yeah. Eleven. Yeah, and so look at you guys. Wow, I'm so excited to be here. It's cool. You guys are. This is great. But yes, that is very real. I just I'm reading a book that mentioned that same study. So it's not just um, like, oh, you use, we think you use hard drugs and you immediately become addicted. That's actually not true. It's a lot of, it's a biopsychosocial thing. So there's multiple layers. And so free life is more than just a company. It's more of like changing attitudes and educating people on, um, you know, addiction in general. I don't like intentionally use the word alcoholic. Um, I don't necessarily believe in the disease model. And I, if people do, that's fine. I just want to try and broaden the conversation around something, you know, around because here's the thing, the addiction rates are going higher and higher. So what we're currently doing isn't working. Okay. So I have this theory. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you this, Tim. I have this theory that everyone should go to rehab, whether or not you think you have something or not. Yeah. I think it would be, especially in our world today, just like how, from a stress level, from social media, from the, like the, just, just everything, yeah. just, just the negativity aspect of it. I, I agree we with that. We have this we have this such a negative stigma towards the word rehab in these facilities. Well, and the, the same thing, like, I think that like the, uh, to add on to that, Zach, not meaning to interrupt is like the same thing with like marriage counseling. You know, the time yeah. to go through counseling is like when you are newly married to learn how to get along, learn how to communicate, learn how to fight fairly. You know, like when you go after, when you're like in over your head to try to fix it, it's just like, at that point it's too, too late. late, but, it's yeah. the stigma with it is uh, it's too bad. It has such a negative stigma. Yeah. yeah. So it's I, like, it's, it's odd that we have like this, such this negative thing. All oh, these people are terrible people. They got, they got to go there and fix it. It's like, we all probably have problems. Like yeah, they're real. everyone's screwed up in some sort of way. Yeah. You know, I mean, the insert thing that's, whatever word here, you know? Yeah. Cause when you think about it, like, and, and I'm, I'm reflecting right now, but like, 
when you're at a social setting, everyone stands around. If you're at a house, it always seems to be the kitchen, but everyone stands around. They have a drink in their hand. They're laughing. They're having a good time. And it's just like, to your point, Christina, that's what the, you know, you, that's, that's the thing that you're attracted to those settings. And, you know, and, and like Zach, you and I mentioned several shows ago, I don't remember what it was, but like liquid death, you know, just having that can of water in your hand, you know, that makes a really, really big difference. It doesn't necessarily need to be alcohol in your hand. It's just having that something in your hand. And with liquid death, it kind of like scratches that itch. Uh, and I'm just, Christine, do you have any thoughts in terms of like, did liquid death, in your opinion, has it changed the landscape yeah. of... There's so many good points y'all are making. I'm trying to be good and not like jump over talk you guys. So I want to circle back to what Zach said and then what you said. Zach, I agree. Yeah. Everyone should go to rehab. I think because what I, I love that concept because the thing is the things that we were learning in intensive outpatient group therapy are just life skills. They're how to meditate, how to, you know, deal with stress, how to deal with. So yes, that they're, they're teaching us how to function, which who doesn't need that. And then to your point, um, yes, we love liquid death and there's so many incredible, I can shout out mocktail club. They're part of seven, five, seven, um, accelerate. They're a mocktail in a can. So they're alcohol-free drinks. There's so many, the, um, I think it's like the NA, you know, non-alcoholic sphere is like a billion dollar industry now which is really yeah. cool um so a hundred percent those drinks makes make a difference because i'm open i share if people ask why i don't drink um i'll make a joke and say you don't want me to have i can't just have one you don't want me to you know or but if you don't want to you, no one's going to ask you questions when you have something in your hand. And before the last couple of years, they were offering us water, soda, coffee at seven o'clock at night. You know, like those were our only options. And there's more and more people that are not just in recovery, but what we call sober curious, right? So they're like, or there's a term called a damp lifestyle where you drink a little bit, maybe you have one drink, two drinks. So we're really seeing like the trends going towards people realizing, I, I always say I'm not exactly the most fun at a party, but like we know that no amount of alcohol is good for us. I don't walk around and say that all the time, but it's just not. A lot of people are predicting that alcohol will be the new cigarette or the cigarettes. Like, right, we're going to look back in 20 years and 50 years and be like, why the hell were we drinking this much and pushing it? Um. The Athletic Brewing Company makes some pretty good non-alcoholic oh, beer. So good. And they are, they have really taken over the market. And well, um, yeah, I mean, if you look, I don't know, it wasn't long ago. I mean, the only option you had was like O'Doul's and that was yep. just like garbage. And Heineken maybe, you know, like, yeah. 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 The, so, the, the, that market is really, I, I mean, it's just on fire right it's now. It's an entire and, aisle at Total Wine now. Yeah. Well, most stores have them. Food Lion, uh, Wegmans. I mean, you Nick Kroger. Um, in fact, there's a, I partner with them all the time, but there's a dry bar here. So there's a bar here in Norfolk that, or Hampton Roads, I say, when I say here, um, that has, it's all non-alcoholic. So I host a happy hour every, there every Friday and it's always well attended. It's really cool. It's not people that, so a lot of what free life, we have a, like two, we talk customer segments, but some, most, a lot of people are in recovery. I say recovery like me. And then other people that just are like, Hey, maybe I'm a little more health conscious. I don't want to drink tonight. You know, that kind of thing, but I still want to hang out. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. And uh, here at Innovate Hampton Rose, we share the stories. They're, they're really good about they're uh, sharing sharing their news, and we pass that along. And uh, I do remember posting the last story with you partnering with them. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is 160 milligrams of caffeine a lot? 
I'm about to open this rock star and I'm like, this seems like a lot question. of caffeine. <laughs> I'm not sure. It feels like it should be. I don't oh know. God. <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah, I, don't, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had one of those before. I had these in college. It was, they were on sale at the store. So I bought one. Right. Just one. And, right. uh, you, um, you feel a little sluggish. I got to do some things after this. And I'm just trying to like, I have this, I can't drink coffee. I can't have caffeine afternoon. Yeah. So that's my line. And I gotta, I gotta go do some, um, some things related to this thing on Monday after this. And I, I need to be on some tip top, uh, you know, I got my run in, I got my ice bath in, you know, we're, uh, then I got, now I just gotta go deal with people. You know, that's, uh, and that's another reason people should go to rehab is because they need to learn how to deal with people. Um, so you said you went to an actual rehab, a facility. Is that that what you said? Yeah. So there's two types. There's like where you go in house and stay for like 30 to 60, 90 days. And those are usually when you need to like chemically detox because you're chemically dependent. Um, I did not have to go that route. I did, I did go to a facility, but it's just like, I call it like school, but it was five days a week from like nine to two. So intensive therapy so interesting okay so my my question was going to be so sometimes they say like um i guess that's the intense um the intense aspect of it people still have they can't go cold turkey i guess they still allow or maybe they do go cold turkey i don't know but they you you can't just get sober immediately like you're so your body is so reliant on it yeah on whatever it is that you have to go through that. And I guess there's some drugs, um, like just painkillers that doctors mm-hmm. prescribe that are like that too. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think I told you this, Tim, um, Hulk Hogan was on the Joe Rogan show and he was on something for his, um, hip and, he, um, he's in, he's in rough shape now. I mean, he's, he got he baptized barely, last night. He can, um, he can barely walk. If I were, from what I hear, we had correct. 30 hip surgeries in like 10 years, something, it's something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so they put him on this drug and he goes, he, he couldn't stand being on it. I think his brother died. It might be fentanyl to be honest. I don't, that seems wrong, but I don't know what it was. Anyway, he said he had to like put himself in a room for like three days to just cold mm-hmm. Turkey, get himself mm-hmm. off of it. Yeah. And he said it was miserable. He sweat yeah. through the bed. Like mm-hmm. it's just, and this, these were prescribed pills. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We got, we live in a really weird world where um, we try to fix problems with probably another problem, let's say, yeah. instead yeah. of actually getting to the root of the solution. And uh, so I think this is an interesting conversation where you're really trying to get to the root, you know, kind of from a business perspective, you're trying to get right. to the root of why is this customer saying yes? Why are they saying maybe? Why are they saying no? Why aren't they answering my calls? Whatever. It's kind of the same thing that you're, you're dealing with, that we all deal with on a, on a, on a daily basis from a mm-hmm. non-business side of it. Mm-hmm. So to look at it from a business side of it, it's interesting because getting to the root of the cause is very, very important. And most people yeah. don't yeah. want to get to the root of the cause. So I was going to say, Christina, do you have, you must have a, a really high pain tolerance. In. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a high pay tolerance starting starting a new business is yeah. extremely difficult and then yeah. you know, trying to like for lack of better terms convince the world that hey sober mm-hmm. life is great yeah yeah so i mean like people i mean that talk you're swimming upstream times too yeah and i'm thank you for normalizing that for me because sometimes i'm like why is this so hard um yes yes and also it 
I'm just, I mean, it's, I always say it's a little selfish, but who does? I mean, that's where a lot of business and ideas are born. Like I, if I'd had what I'm creating, you know, six years ago when I was in active addiction, I think I would have gotten sober a lot faster or been able to stay sober. Um, because the other thing that we're dealing with is a loneliness epidemic. And, um, I'm really con just continuously fascinated by how do we create and sustain relationships and community um, in a world where, you know, a lot of our social fabrics are fraying, right? So mm -hmm. you order your groceries online, you're not seeing people while you're picking out your vegetables, or we don't, we know statistically, we're not going to church as much. Um, we're not in the bowling club or that was dumb, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, we're not doing the social things bowling. that we do. I know. That's a weird example. I'm never bowling again. I'm not putting my hand in that dirty ball. Just saying. I was just getting it's that nasty. out there. Like, the it's nasty. nasty. But you were bowling last month. You did, Tim? Clean your mm -hmm. hands and then clean them again and then bleach them. Look. That spray does not clean them and you know it. Like in the shoes. Clown shoes. Yeah. Hey, you started you started the, the bowling club. Sorry, so. I don't know where that came from. But you get so, what I'm saying. Like we're not yeah. doing social clubs. And so what happens is we are more isolated and more lonely. And I'm I I read this so I'm again fascinated by this and also trying to build a company around how do we fix some of these things. And so people way smarter than me say that the more we isolate, the more it stays that way because we're it, it, it's a compounding problem because we get embarrassed to say like we are lonely or we don't want to reach out. So we just keep staying home. And then we also have false, like a false sense of like um, companionship because of our phones. We think that that's right. We think that that's interaction and it's not though. Um, so. Well, that, and to, to add on to that, uh, I'm yeah. sorry, were you done? No, that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so to add on to that, I think that we live in a world, well, I know we live in a world right now where everything is binary, especially mm -hmm. on social media. You either are right or wrong, you agree or you disagree. And people are so afraid right now to be vulnerable because mm -hmm. they don't want to be wrong. And, and if you are wrong, you just get lambasted on social media. Whereas I think I try to tell everybody that's like vulnerability is a strength and you should leverage it, leverage it as a strength. We've had so many great conversations on this show about learning about race and diversity and so it's like i may not always get it right but i want everyone to understand it's like i know i'm not alone and i want to learn on how to get it right so mm -hmm. i appreciate the message that you're trying to share that hey you know this is open your minds and and experience this life and and this is a place where you're accepted and, and we're going to have fun and yeah it's not as boring as it may seem Exactly. Well, you got it all. I don't have to say anything else. I'm just kidding. But that's Convers I mean, conversations are educational, right? You have these conversations yeah, to learn more. If you're not opening up to that and you're just looking for the same thing, you don't learn other ways. And so, yeah. like, it, you should explore. You should see different things and aspects of it because you because you wouldn't know. You know, right. and it's yeah. That's why I should constantly looking looking for that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Do you have social media on your phone? Me, I do. I, it's a bane of my existence. I'd love to get off of it because it's like I'm building a brand and well, a business, and it's like, oh lord, yeah. I mean, to that end, though, I mean, I've learned. Uh, we recently followed one another on Instagram, and yeah. uh, you're you're much you're, you're much more active in the posting. I'm much more in the consuming side, but uh, I, I appreciate the the stuff that you that you share. It's educational for me, and uh, I also I like to see people win. So. Yeah. I, I recently saw that your husband was just awarded sailor of the year. Oh, so that was super, yeah. that's awesome. So congratulations yeah. to, to him and to you. And yeah. So, so don't let haters bring you down. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I appreciate that. And it can, you're right. It can be hard. Cause again, like, 
and then also free life is just a different model and it's hard it's it's more along the lines of like a social entrepreneurship as well um like a business with a cause all businesses have causes but it's a social cause as well um and trying to bring people together to understand that you don't have to do life alone especially sobriety yeah you know just like uh, the great charlie sheen and dj callan yes you know winning Love it. Uh, Tim, Tim's a big fan of, of those things. I do not have social media on my phone. And every time that I re-download them, it is an absolute disaster. And yeah. uh, I just can't do it. And yeah. uh, people think I'm crazy, but I don't have, to, I can only see that stuff when I'm on my computer. And really the only things that I see on my computer is YouTube. I'll just watch some videos. Yeah. I really don't do the other stuff because it just screws with my mind. I mean, I don't like it. It's uh no, I, a, I'm so ride. proud of, I think that's incredible. And I'm proud of you for doing that. I think the thing that that's hard and I was listening, you know, listening, I'm so fascinated by all of this is that we're kind of stuck though, because if you, well, especially with what I do growing a small business, like most of my people are online, they're on TikTok, they're on Instagram. Like I, word of mouth is not going to work for what I do. I mean, a little here and there. So like, I have to be on social media. So, you know, it's just learning to balance it, right? Like use the tools, but then not mm -hmm. let it take over my life. What's is it doctors? Is it doctors versus Christina? Doctors in this case, oh. yeah. So, like, do you get a lot of like pushback? Like, who mm. is this donkey doing this thing? She's not mm -hmm. clinically whatever. Mm -hmm. She's just you know, she's a moron. Like, yeah. Like, do you get that kind of thing? Like, you've never yeah. done this, like, because I don't know. As you're talking about it, like, I dig it. I think it's mm -hmm. cool. But like, you get the other side of it where it's like, well, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's a great question. So what I do get, interestingly, the clinical side is very open because I, I say, so I'm a, I'm a peer recovery specialist, which is what it sounds like. It's, I took a training through the state. I can work with people one-on-one -on -one to help them share how I've gotten sober. So I do have that side of thing, but uh, the clinical side is open because they're struggling. Like it's hard. Um, they've been actually very supportive what's interesting the side that isn't is aa um unfortunately they i've been called like a monster um you know being a business is trying to help people in addiction they have a you guys see it from the business perspective and you're open to it but a lot of people aren't they can see it as um grifting trying to take advantage of people in recovery um so there is also pushing against that idea as well I called you a moron. They called you a monster. You know, I was pretty close in there. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, the first couple letters, right? Yeah. I mean, kudos oh. to me. <laughs> yeah. It, one of the things that um, that struck me, uh, like I said, I learn a lot from, from your Instagram feed. But when I think that this is something that is important for you to share. Uh, you recently posted something about the fact uh, you said, I don't care if you drink and I don't care if you have a drink in your hand when we're talking to one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so like to me, that was like, wow, you know, I, I, I learned something from that. So talk, yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. I think a lot of people, so that was, I do share a lot because a lot of people assume that if you're in recovery, if you don't drink, you can't, you know, you can't, you don't want to be around it. And that's just simply not true. I always tell people that do drink, like just be aware of the person you're with. So it's always an individual case by case, of course. But a lot of us, I mean, so many of my friends in recovery, we go out, we, it doesn't bother us because it's up to us to take care of our triggers. It's our responsibility to remove ourselves if we need to. And honestly, it makes us feel even more weird when people are like, Oh, hide the drink, you know, or like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, can you, I don't want attention brought to me. None of us, most of, I mm -hmm. feel comfortable most of us don't um i really just want to hang out like a normal person 
Are you full time on this? Um, I funny enough, I work part time at a um, nonprofit that does sober housing, so it's half and half. So I'm in the addiction space. Got. It. Did you go to school for anything like this? Um, my bachelor's is in communications, so no. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, communication. You can make the argument. Yeah, it's funny you said that because I actually. I, so I went to a liberal arts school, got my degree in communication arts, emphasis in journalism. And I, it has been a great degree. People like to shit on it. But I'm like, you know what, though? If you can read, write, and speak well, and you can take in complex information and break it down. Anyway, it's not a bad degree. What's, where'd you go to school? Malone University. It's tiny in Ohio, Canton, Ohio. Okay. How many times did you go to the um, um, Pro Football Hall oh. of Fame? Uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't even know where the bills were from, Tim. So I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a football fan. I will say I live with my 82 year old grandma, and she is like, we had to get a Roku stick because she's football. Like she's that person screaming at the TV, and we're like, are you okay? And anyway, Browns fan till life. So I am aware of football because of her. <laughs> Do you watch sports at all? Any sports? No, I don't. So you don't watch the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> you don't like the halftime shows? Yeah, I watch that. Yeah, I watch that. Okay, so you'll turn on to see Usher. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Are you excited about Usher this year? Too? Yes. Yeah. He's playing this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot that it was Usher. So um, I can't believe Usher was after the weekend. Oh, is that what it is this year? Okay. No, the weekend was like three, four years ago. And it was oh. surprised that he got on the Super Bowl before Usher. Yeah. But no, I think he'll be great. I thought Rihanna was awesome last year. I thought the yeah. LA crew was great the, the year before. Yeah. Um, I think the weekend was before that. Still mad at I think that, uh, And the NFL is probably rethinking. They're like, we should have had Dolly Dolly at the Super Bowl as opposed to uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> all, all the, I mean, she has like, an amusement park. Do you know this, Tim? Yeah, she has an amusement I, yeah park. I've been there. Yeah. I didn't know that. You've been That's to Dollywood? I have. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, That's we took awesome. a trip to uh, Pigeon Gatlinburg, Forge and well, and yeah, it's all the same, same. And yeah, so we yeah, that was during the COVID time when they first started opening up some stuff up. Yeah, but yeah, I, but I mean, in terms of like social media, man, they were all on fire about Dolly, like in a in a great way. I mean, I've never seen like there was not a negative thing. Normally, it's like oh, let me go to social media and trash whoever the halftime performer is, but that was not right. the case with uh, she's eighty. With Dolly. Is she eighty? She's uh, upper seventies, like upper seventies, yeah. I think seventy-eight or something. But whatever she was, whatever she is, good for her, looking like that at that age and being I able know, to perform yeah. like that. She, like kudos. She she has a uh, she does a a rock and roll collaboration record. That's it's on repeat now in our house. That um, thanks to my That's wife. Awesome. You know why she made that? Um, have you heard the the story as to why she made that album? No, neither. She got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's like, I don't have a rock and roll song, but that's she wrote awesome. many of them. So that's why she went and did all those songs with all those rock and rollers to do it. That's awesome. Christine, have oh, you boy. been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I have. You kind of have to. It's like a staple in Cleveland. Oh, you have to go to that. <laughs> you don't have to go to the pro football. Hall well, of fame I mean, I, look, I probably should have. I mean, I'm from Ohio. They're, it's a very football centric state. And uh, interestingly enough, my husband's from Texas. So, like, we. Yeah. Thanks to producer James. Yeah. Dolly Parton is 77. 77. Okay. Yeah. 
She's great. I mean, she's like uh, from a philam for philam. I can never say the word. Hardest word to say. Very philanthropic. Um, so kudos to her. Yeah, that's awesome. So what's on tap for uh, 2024? We're getting ready to turn over the new year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, a lot of scaling at this point, I've like, I'm so excited. I've written like my first sponsorship packages to like reach out to non-alcoholic brands to really start helping us scale and make um, kind of like a bigger, bigger events. We're working on something called Club Zero. Really excited about that. So it's going to be like a club, right? But like all non-alcoholic drinks with a DJ. Nice. Yep. And we're not alone in that. It's actually popping off in the UK. Um, a lot of people are just looking to party without the hangover. There's a lot. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it just seems like one of the words that should be in consideration for 2023 is mocktail. I mean, it's just, you see that yeah. word pop up a lot. Now. What word? Mocktail. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you see, I think the Ironman main liquid sponsor, beverage uh-huh. sponsor is Athletic Brewing Company. Really? I mean, That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, they definitely like I said, there's an entire aisle at Total Wine. Yeah. Stuff to I mean I don't think their light beer is very good, but I think their um I don't know, whatever their blue can is is is, yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Um, what is, Christina, what is your what is your what is your go-to mocktail yeah. beverage? Yeah, so he said, I love Athletic Brewing Golden Lager. It literally takes like a normal golden lager. They have a great IPA. And then Mocktail Club, to be honest, really, I mean, it's just a good canned like drink to have. She, um, I Pauline is the name of the woman that created it, and she wanted an elevated experience so that way you can drink. They're healthy. They're not overly sugary. I mean, but you, I mean, you can pick any. There's all kinds of different, you know, options. What's, what's the alcoholic version of a golden lager? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Because you said it tastes just like a golden lager, but I'm saying oh, what yeah, is I mean, the golden lager? I feel like they have golden lagers, right? Just I haven't had a beer in so long, a real one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm a very um, simple man. Um, people think I'm ridiculous. <laughs> but that's fine. Daily daily. Um, <laughs> um, Tim, you got one or you want me to go? No, well, I'm just thinking, you know, like, uh, so as we're planning out our 2024, we have things called Venture Out. I We saw you at the Venture Out oh, at yeah. uh, WHRO. But, yeah. you know, one of the things that I, I really want to expand upon what we're doing there. So, you know, we'll have to have a talk after the show yeah. to see if we can have, you know, uh, we always want to feature local food, local beverages. But I think that, you know, maybe perhaps, you know, a uh, a small variation of the Club Zero having uh, some some bigger exposure to the non-alcoholic side other than just yeah. soft drinks and water. I think that would be a pretty cool addition yeah. to have. So we should we should chat about that. For sure. I love it. So from the money perspective, how do you guys make money? Yeah. So right now it's individual, like they people pay for their events and then sponsorships. So people like events, you know, like a Centera, we're working on a partnership with them and then grants. So, I mean, it's, it's really learning to be, and look, I think, I I think we need to normalize this as an entrepreneurs too. It's like, I'm figuring it out. I don't know. Free life doesn't exist anywhere else. (laughs) Like this model of doing things. So right now the revenue isn't high. Um, But but also, go ahead. And I don't mean to interrupt, but this is really important, you know, in terms of like celebrating successes again to the IG, you know, you posted about opening up your, the business bank account. That's a huge, that's a huge deal. And so congratulations on you for hitting that, 
milestone, opening the bank account and celebrating it because it's really, really important and you will figure it out. Yeah. And I was, that's what I was going to say. I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs because I work at assembly. I'm out of assembly and 757 collab. And a lot of us that are new, I mean, that we're not making revenue right away. Right. And that's like the first success point that most people ask about. And I get it. You're not a business if you don't have money. I do get that. But there's a lot of us out here. I love what you said, Tim, like making gold, like hitting milestones and things that aren't just monetary. Monetary is the most important. I get it. But at the same time, it's good to celebrate other things as well. You have to. I mean, you, you have, no, there is no win too small not to celebrate. I mean, it's just, yeah, even if it's a, a new subscriber to your newsletter or it, it, it's just nothing is too small. I mean, because like legit, I remember like, like the first time you get business from somebody that you don't know, you're yeah. like, wow, something's working. Someone's heard about, heard about us somehow. So that's, yeah. yeah. No, I love that you said that because I get that way when someone's like, oh, I've heard of you or they pay for an event. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're paying for something that I created out of my head. You know what I mean? It's still a really cool concept. And I, I'm, I'm not lost on that, you know. But I will say the other thing is I listened to a podcast you guys did with Kira and I loved it. And it's like businesses have multiple iterations. So I think I'm very open to free life. Well, it has to, it will start one way and then grow because something we're talking about right now creating is a website or an app on connecting all of these different like social um, places that have to do with non-alcoholic gatherings. Yeah. I mean, there's not a business in existence that start, where they started is where they are today. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's just not one of those things. So, okay. you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, free life could become a, an accountability platform. It could be, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it could I don't, it could be anything. You could yeah. teach people how to communicate. So, hey, communicate yeah. with me, with your accountability partner, as opposed to, you know, communicating with with a, a glass of beer or something. You know, I mean, well, just. Yeah, it's funny you said that because I have a workshop that we're teaching online and then in person how, called How to Connect Without Alcohol. Because what I was finding was a lot of people were coming to events and they would say, and totally understandable, like, I used to drink at all my social events or networking or whatever it is. I don't know how to, like most people are struggling on how to have like good conversation. I'm like a lot of it. Anyway, I love this stuff as a communications major. And so I'm writing that curriculum now. I'm like asking open-ended questions, staying curious, you know, basics like social skills and how to keep a conversation moving. I got a good question for you for that, but I'll ask it in a little while. Um, just thinking about like the other monumental things that happen or like maybe that aren't money related. I remember when I first started Start Norfolk, which was similar to Start Peninsula uh, 12 years ago, whatever it is. Um, there was a guy who was, I was telling him the story. And he's like, this is the stupidest idea ever. Mm -hmm. And then like 60 days later, he's like, it'll never work. It's the stupidest yeah. thing. Never catch on, whatever. 60 days later, I get the email that he bought a ticket to the event. And I laughed and I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you idiot. You ended yep. up giving me money. I thought it wasn't going to work. And I'm glad you share that because I get it all the time. A lot of people are like, oh, you're going to make money. What is this? You know, and I'm like, I hear it. And I'm very, as a founder, I'm very open to learning and growing, but I'm also going with my intuition. And I'm like, I don't have an answer exactly right now, but a lot of ideas started out and people know what the hell they were doing. You know what I mean? So you, you do, you yeah. do take your time and be open. Right. And I'm open to advice and changing, but I also kind of tune out the naysayers because there's a lot. I think money is important. And if you're not making money, there's another aspect that you can look at. And the yeah. as long as that community is growing yeah, and you have this thing that's valuable, then that money will come because right. of that community. And so there, there, there's ways to look at that mm. and, and 
you know, Facebook for however long, maybe the biggest business in the world from a community perspective, yeah. they didn't make money for how long, yeah. but all they did was build community. Right. And so it, it, I, I would look at it as your like your your money right now is that community. As long as that community is continuing to to grow in, yeah. in as many ways as possible, then that money aspect. Community has, is value. my currency. That's good. That's cute. Power. That's cute. Was that on a t-shirt or something, Tim? What no, is this? I, Where did what, you, what, I, what you said? We're just riffing. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Uh, the other go. thing I was thinking of is uh, one time I was driving back from uh, Mr. Shwarma, I believe, and uh, drive down the street and uh, I see a homeless man in a Start Norfolk shirt. And I was like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like hearing your song on the radio for the first right? time. But in my mind, it's just someone somehow found uh my shirt on the side of the road but he was wearing it and it looked good right. yeah I, I, I i'm with you i don't know if i told you zach yeah like the neighborhood that i run in there there's one person that rides his bike that i have no idea who this person is that wears a start peninsula t-shirt you know and it's just love like, it ah. you saturated the community when there yeah, was a lot because you guys don't do shirts anymore well yeah, we well we stopped that when we did uh when we went to online virtual yeah it's um I love a good piece of swag. I have a, uh, maybe I'll bring that back in uh, this year. Maybe I'll bring back, instead of the black tea style, maybe I'll bring back, I got like 70 shirts of like. Well, some, yeah, we commented on the defunct my, the, shirt, like defunct my, companies. The blue start uh, Norfolk three hoodie. I mean, that's my other go-to hoodie. I love well, it. Yeah, good swag is important. It is. People do, love do, shirts and stickers. Do shows like uh, Intervention help or hurt you? Mm, I don't think I've seen, I've not seen that. Oh, it's mm. wild. It's, what's it about? Uh, it's on Vice. Have you seen okay. it, Tim? We used to watch it, yeah, back in the day. We haven't watched it's it in quite some time. but yeah, severely addicted people and their mm -hmm. families trying to get get them to go to rehab, I guess. Sure. Um, it's, it's pretty eye-opening. It's yeah. pretty... I would say probably help. I mean, I'm an empath, so I could only watch so much of it. But then at the end of the day, I know that's the people that I'm trying to help or create community for, resources for. Zach, what's your great question? Because I have one, and I, it's just a total, I don't want to, too, it's a hard right turn. So go ahead. Well, it's my question. I know, but I, but. You're going to try and ask my question? No, 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 no. I have a different question, but it's a completely different, uh, different direction. Oh, well, we were talking about like great open-ended kind of like inquisitive questions. Mm -hmm. My question mm. is, what are you watching on Netflix? Mm. Mm. What am I watching now? I was watching Suits. I'm still watching Suits. I'm Why like, are people watching Suits? Why I, basic, I get it. But I like, I'm in the addiction space, obviously. And so like, I can't, it's hard to watch heavy things, you know, like it's yeah. I just kind of like that mindless sometimes. I just finished um, the new Squid Game. And oh, good. I watched the first season. I know it's okay. Well, the game. second one is more of like a reality game show. Yeah. And it's funny. I told Tim this last week. I was like, I'm watching. I'm like, this girl looks really familiar. Yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't place it. And then she got up and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch. And then I was like, okay, well, I know what they do it by numbers. And then yeah. they put her name up there. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to research her right now because I don't want, I don't know what's going to happen. And oh, I don't right, want to, right, right. Spoiler to screw alert. it up, right? Yeah. yeah, spoiler alert. So I end up looking, I finish, I, I look her up and um, 
I interviewed her on my old podcast show. Oh, like, cool. Way back when. And I swear I met her through Tim, but Tim didn't really, couldn't recall it. Um, so it was weird. So we're still, and I can't find a, cool. like a, a paper trail. But, right. Um, yeah. Small world. I just finished watching that. It's a. I heard so many good things. I loved the, I loved like, yeah, Squid Games. That was a good show. That was intense. It's similar, it's similar, but like with. Without you know, killing people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, allegedly. Tim, what are you watching? We do watch Suits. Uh, I don't know where we are in that. Um, we're, I think we, we're about to finish up Jack Ryan. My husband mm. loves that. Yeah. And I think that we just saw that the new season of Reacher also just came out. Yeah. My husband watches so. those. I always laugh because I'm like, my husband lives that life, not as intense, but lives it. And so I'm always like, why do you want to watch this? Anyway, it's like, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I'm like, it's yeah. like it's more glamorous version. <laughs> right, right. All right, what's your what's your off the wall question, Tim? Well, no, I mean, so looking looking at the, the you, I'm learning that the Christina no longer has planter in her left foot. And I like, did you do anything special to, because oh, I am, yes. I'm dealing with it in my left foot right now. Mm. And I'm like, man, I've run tens of thousands of miles. I've never had any problems with my feet or anything, but like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with that now. So I'm just looking for. Yeah. So I don't have the plantar fascia tendon in my left foot because I had a fasciectomy, which is a surgery that removes that tendon. Mm. Uh, yeah. Fun. That's I had a cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but it's my fun party trick. Like, you know, get, but when you asked that question, I was like, well, that is interesting. Um, I had a surgery because I tore that tendon running, but I dealt with chronic plantar fasciitis. I was a distance runner marathon for years and I started dealing with it. I would say look into toe yoga. That's going to sound wild. Just look it up on um, YouTube and it changed my life. It's, it's got to be better than goat yoga, I would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could don't no goats, not no actually no equipment required, but it's a lot of like so you're like putting one toe down, lifting one toe down. It's mm. strengthening the tendons in your feet. So like they had me doing that after surgery. So if you're a runner, really a lot of us should be doing it. No, Tim, goat yoga sounds way better than toe yoga. Like, let's just be honest. You, I didn't. As as much of a germaphobe as you are, Zach, I can't even think for a second that you would even consider goat yoga. That's true. Um, as I'm thinking about this now, I'm like, I hope I only go to stores with uh, the doors that open automatically instead of the ones I have to touch. Um, I, I, I actually, I've gotten a lot better at that, but I, I just never understood why, why with public restrooms, every public restroom you should push open as opposed to pull open. It just makes no sense to so me. If I, if I could change the world, that would, that would be my little contribution to the world. That'd be a big or, contribution. Or let's be honest. They're just dirty. Even That's what I'm saying. After, so like, like, just be able to push them open with your foot as opposed to, you know, get the paper towel, open up the door, bathroom door, pull it open. Then you hope that there's a trash can there or else then you're holding on to it. Yeah. yeah, you're like, and then you're, you're, or I'll use my sleeve, but then my sleeve's dirty. Like, it, right? You can't just, win. Yeah. Why? Why can't? Why do they do that? It's my like, gym has this thing called the toe toe opener. Yeah, but even those, if the door is sticky, then you wrench your ankle. It's just, it's just, 
it's better. And they got the like the thing where you can use your wrist, but I, you know, it just make it so that you push the bathroom doors open on your way. Right. Out. Right. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to first principles here. 2024 new campaign. <laughs> Zach, you're, you're, you're limiting your, uh, you know, so what's your go-to store? Well, I have a list of where I know I'm going and I think <laughs> they all have those kind of doors. Right. I, I believe so. You should see uh, Zach try to uh, punch numbers in on the elevator with his foot. Oh, that's gotta be interesting. No, I have a key. I just use the damn I was going to say, are you using like a pen or like, yeah. I'm not that bad, but if I don't like. Look, I don't no, like. I've gotten a lot better. I literally have a jar of hand sanitizer in my car. That's um, great. And I didn't used to be, but then I started doing it and I just started thinking about it. And then the old yeah. Coco started and I was like, yo, our world is absolutely repulsive. Like we got some dirty people out there. Like you just. Zach, no. what about the knuckle? You don't need a hand period. You're is off limits, right? Huh? A knuckle. Good. Push a button on the elevator. No? I don't like James I, is asking. What? I don't like I don't like going into elevators. Um the yeah. knuckle. I mean it's part of your hand. I mean Yeah, that's for that. That would have been my guess. Oh, I digress. Heavy sigh. <laughs> <laughs> what is military life like for you? Do you, do you feel do, do you and your husband feel welcome here? Are you at oh, home to the, yeah. the world's largest uh, Navy base? Is yeah. What can the community do better? Or are they doing a great job already? Yeah. So I will say to the two questions, uh, what is Navy life or what is military life? Very hard. Very. I like yeah. to share openly about that. It is very difficult. Um, that said, living here is wonderful. I mean, we've been, I'm from Ohio. He's from Texas. We met in California. We've been everywhere. And um, we love it here. I mean, I think... People here understand, I think it's probably because of the proximity to the base. Like you can't not have some kind of touch with a military person in your life as a civilian. Um, so people understand when I say reunion, when I say he got, you know, he's deployed. Like a lot of my civilian friends back home have no concept. And I told, I mean, why would they? So yeah, people have been so kind. I'm counting. I have 16 houses on my street. I think nine of them are military. Yeah. Oh, then you proved my point. Yeah. Can't it's really tough. <laughs> we're not necessarily place. close to a base. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we live are, all but, over. Yeah. No, we live. I mean, I live in Chesapeake. So like we don't all necessarily live by the base. Some people do, but there's also, I don't even know how many bases. There's a lot of bases out here and every branch of the military is represented out here. Yep. Don't quote me on that, but I think it is. It is true. Isn't it? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think that it's tough uh, for for us non-military people because like uh, my wife and I, we vowed not to make friends with military people because we know we have to say goodbye in two years, and um, so that aspect is tough. But yeah. we continue to meet more and more. I mean, it's just inevitable. I mean, typically most people that you meet that move here are be they move here because of the military. Right. Um, I didn't know Space Force was had a presence here. Oh, they do. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Part of the military. Our, our neighbor across the street was in the Space Force. Well, she just retired, but yeah. Interesting. I know nothing about the Space Force. I probably should, but like. Well, it's brand new. I mean, it's. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't know any spouses. Like, nothing. Michael Scott does, though, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wasn't there a show about that? What, what's your favorite Christmas episode of The Office? I don't remember. 
but he's right. They did do a terrible show. It was like two seasons. Of well, because they, they, well, yeah, you, I guess you can Google all the Office Christmas episodes. I, so I feel can... like they have them on Netflix, like, or like under Christmas episodes, they'll have them broken out. Mm. Is the Dundies a Christmas episode? I don't know. I don't know. But now that's, know like, that... now that's on my list to watch before Christmas. Because they're only like 30 minutes, you know, and either yeah. Hulu or Netflix can, have them broken out. 22 minutes. That's right. 22. You can burn right through them all. Yeah. I love that. Okay. As a new, as a new entrepreneur, yeah. as a, as, as new into the business world, yeah. you, you said it's hard. You know, you, you, you said a lot about that. Like it is, is it something that you, you thought about throwing in the talent? Is, is there, are there things where you're like, oh, I should be doing this instead? Like wh yeah. where, where are you in that world? Yeah. Um, I would say it's interesting. I've done a lot of different jobs as a military spouse because you have to. Um, and I would say I'm loving the role of entrepreneur. Like I luckily, like it's fitting. I love the challenge. So it is hard, but I like that kind of hard. And I also like being on my feet and having to learn like fast. And I would say being also part of assembly, um, and just like meeting other entrepreneurs. I was at their Christmas party last week and it was just so, I get so excited because you just, even if I'm not in the space that they're in or the field or the industry, it's cool to hear entrepreneurs talk. You guys hear this, I'm sure all the time, um, where we find a problem and we're the people that are like, well, okay, there's a problem, but we can fix it. Or how are we going to fix it? Or how do we tap into our resources and community? So the good far outweighs the bad or frustration. You've been all over the world. You're here. You've been here for eight years. What is your what is your favorite go to food of mm. this area? That's a great question. It would probably. I mean, I feel like downtown. I don't. I wouldn't say anything new. Like it's not old, but Codex. I just like has been my favorite locally. I would say it's my go to because I'm working right downtown. Where's that? Codex and Granby. It's like American Bistro. It's good. Hmm. Yeah. Never. Never been. It's good. It's kind of like fine dining-ish, but like affordable and good. That's what I love about this area too, is like you can find so many good like food, but it's not like ridiculously expensive and you actually get a good size too. I've never heard of this place. I haven't either. Codex? Yeah. It's right on Granby. What's what's Cleveland known for? <laughs> Mistake on the light? No, I'm kidding. They, they, people tell us that all the time. Um, a lot actually. There's... <laughs> Oh, I love it. It's a you've never heard that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have. I have, but it's so fun. we just I remember, no. I've been I've been to a Cleveland Browns game and I know the tailgating game was strong, but I just don't remember what they were um it's um it's a good city. I mean, there's a lot like culturally, right? Like there's good music, good food, good beer. I think there's I said beer. Look at see I used in my drinking days. Um yeah, I always I have a part big heart for like Norfolk because it's very similar to Cleveland on the sense that people like to shit on it and then they go and travel and like come to the place and they're like, wow, this place is actually good. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, lots of good fine dining. The people, people, I would say that up here too. People are very kind, you know, down to earth. Yeah. Is we it in just... the old field guide spot? That's what it looks like. Yeah, it is. Codex. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, okay. we just last week we just went to Grace O'Malley's for the first time, Zach, and that, we had a lot of fun. It's good. Yeah, Grace is a good one. It's a, yeah, a staple in the community. Never went. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Codex. Well, that looks nice. I miss feel good. good. Yeah, it's good. What's something we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? I think you guys did a great job. I love the natural flow of the conversation. 
Raise the roof. Yeah. For sure. Not For sure. <laughs> which is nice. You know, you're not like on a job interview, which I hate those kind of well, interviews. Well, you kind of are. <laughs> oh, well, now in about seven to ten days, we will get back to you with our final decision. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you may ask no questions uh, right. in the meantime. And that's it. I think conversations like these that are more organic just lend themselves to better to me in conversation versus like give me this or your advice on this because i always say i'm like i mean i'm just figuring it out like anybody else out here i don't know i don't know if people are just nice to me or they want to be nice or they're uh, just kissing up to me but i, I do get a lot of positive feedback about Good. the show and that, that yeah. zach and i are able to bounce off of one another in a, a nice way and people enjoy yeah. the conversation so Absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. This was a lot of fun. For sure. Same here. Thank you. Until next time. Peace. <laughs> so long.